Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Mindset Podcast, where we believe that in order to grow a successful business, you need just two things, the right marketing strategies and the right mindset. I am your host, Maria Bentz, and I am the founder of MBM Agency, a digital marketing company who helps service-based businesses grow their revenue using online strategies. And I am here to share with you all of my tips and pointers every single week when it comes to digital marketing and business growth. Today's episode is sponsored by our premium Wix templates. If you're totally stumped on how to build your own website, but can't afford to hire a designer, that does not mean that you should skip out on the important things in the process like professional design, sales formula copywriting, and search engine optimization. Our premium Wix website templates are created with marketing and sales in mind. And the best part is that you can have a professional looking and functional website in just under 24 hours. Our website templates are completely stress-free. They're easy to use, so that means no Photoshop or coding required. They are designed to convert based on our signature homepage formula, and they are ready to launch as soon as you are done designing. So if you want to check this out, get it at mbmagency.com forward slash shop and use the discount code mindset to get 30% off. Hi guys, welcome back to the show. I am super excited for today's episode. We are talking all about LinkedIn ads. I've had a few experts come talk about LinkedIn, optimizing LinkedIn profile, but I've never talked about LinkedIn ads and I think it's super beneficial for certain industries. So today I have AJ Wilcox with me and he is a LinkedIn ads pro who founded b2linkedin.com, which is a LinkedIn ad specific ad agency back in 2014. He is an official LinkedIn partner and he is the host of LinkedIn Ads Show podcast and he has managed among the world's largest LinkedIn ads accounts worldwide. He, in his own words, is a ginger and a triathlete and he lives with his wife in Utah with their four kids and his company car is a wicked fast go-kart. So welcome to the show. Love your bio. Love your intro. Thanks so much, Maria. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about yourself, kind of before we dive into LinkedIn, tell me about who you are and how did you get to where you are today? How did you get into LinkedIn? Yeah. So I've been doing digital marketing for like 13, 14 years now. I started out in search engine optimization, just loved the organic side, loved search. And then uh, at my last company, I kind of came in on day one talking to the CMO, my new boss, and I laid out my strategies for what I wanted to do with you know, search marketing, display advertising, and all that. And I remember her saying, okay, all that sounds great. Go ahead and execute it. But just so you know, we started a pilot two weeks ago with LinkedIn ads, so see what you can do. And I saluted and said, yes, ma'am, absolutely, and walked out of her office and went, I've never heard of LinkedIn ads before, but I don't want to look dumb. And so I jumped in, started trying to figure things out, and I got my first kind of glimmer of what was possible uh, about two weeks later, a sales rep came up to introduce himself and said, hey, AJ, we don't know what you're doing over here, but keep it up. We're fighting over your leads. Wow. So I, I log into the CRM. I see you know, the all of these leads he's talking about were all sourced from LinkedIn ads, and that was not the only marketing I was doing. So, wow. Um, 
kept growing that, eventually grew that to become LinkedIn's largest spending account worldwide. And after running that for about two and a half years, I went, okay, there's got to be more companies out there that need help with LinkedIn than just this one. And so I started B2Linked.com and we're an ad agency that LinkedIn ads is all we do. That is amazing. And I've had a similar experience. So I have my own business now, but when I got into marketing, I was a digital marketing first admin, moved up to marketing manager. And I had the same exact thing. My boss would come to me be like, do this. And I'm like, I have no idea, but okay, sure. Like I'll Google it. And LinkedIn was something I remember we dabbled in. LinkedIn was the one platform I could not understand. I was, I love social media, very tech savvy LinkedIn, especially LinkedIn ads. I had no idea how, what we were doing. So what did you do that you felt feel like, you know, clicked? I, yeah, I think the biggest thing that I had in my favor, I ended up having an account issue early on. And so I reached out to LinkedIn support. They saw how much I was spending. I mean, it was just a small test for us. But uh, back in you know 2011, there weren't very many advertisers. So they probably got excited about anyone. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and they said, wow, you're spending enough to get a rep. And they introduced me to this rep who she is still to this day by far the best rep at LinkedIn. And she taught me a whole bunch of stuff. She showed me the ropes and the tips and tricks for like how to segment and target audiences properly. And I still use a lot of the strategies that she taught me even to this day. Um, so I, I think that was really helpful. I, I probably would have just crashed and burned uh, if not for just really helpful, helpful help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that kind of leads me into one of the questions that I was going to ask you. And do you think the LinkedIn ads platform is easy to nav navigate yourself? Or do you think it is very important to have someone help you? Uh, if you take a look at it, um, it, it looks pretty simple. I mean, it looks like Facebook five years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, there's not a whole lot of options. And so I think it can be a little bit misleading. Um, it looks simple, but then when you get in, you realize that everything has high stakes. I mean, costs per click on LinkedIn are probably three to five times higher than they are on Facebook. And so any mistake you make automatically becomes an expensive mistake. Yeah. Um, so on one hand, I would say I'm a self-starter. Like I learned the platform like that by just making mistakes. Um, but on the other hand, as the one who runs an agency who helps cut people through all of that like expensive learning, learning curve, uh, if you have the budget for it, I would definitely say work with someone who already knows the platform and can uh, basically take care of all those beginner mistakes, expensive mm -hmm. ones that you probably would have made on your own. Yeah. And that makes sense. I'm sure they'll get their money's worth, right? And money back from what they're spending. But why do you think LinkedIn ads is something that we need to start paying attention to as business owners? Uh, depending on what kind of product or service that you have. Okay. Um, and I guess I'll set this, the stage this way. If you're running Google ads, you're capturing anyone who's searching for your keywords and there's no sort of qualification on who these people are. And so if you happen to sell something that is, you know, let's say it's a high dollar kind of say something lifetime value of 10,000 or higher, um, the sales team is going to look at these Google leads and say, oh, they're low quality. They're, they're moms and pops, uh, you know, tire kickers. And same kind of thing with Facebook because Facebook's targeting around B2B isn't very good. Mm -hmm. But with LinkedIn, we can be so ultra specific about who we show ads to. So if you know the only people who can afford our product are people in HR who are director and above seniority at companies with more than 500 people in the U.S., um, then those are the only people we're going to show ads to. And so everything is going to be like 
every lead generated is going to be an ultra high quality lead. Mm -hmm. So when you look at LinkedIn, so I'm trying to think when I think about Google or Facebook, I feel like it's very like awareness driven, I would say, right? Um, what about LinkedIn? What's the difference with LinkedIn? Yeah, LinkedIn, it is priced like a bottom of the funnel kind of platform like okay. Google search. Okay. Um, but it plays more in the in like the awareness to top of funnel stage. Uh, in how, I mean, every time I run a LinkedIn ad, I assume that every single person who's seeing the ads, this is the first time they've ever heard of this company. Okay. So, so it's, it's very similar. So what would you say? So obviously B2B companies who, and I love that you can get very specific with the roles because as business owners, even I'm thinking for myself, like I would need to target like CEOs or marketing managers, you know, people like that. So I feel like that is so, so beneficial. But if a company, a business owner sits down, maybe if they're newer to online, um, what does a good LinkedIn ad look like? What do they need to think about? Like the pictures, the headlines, give me all the juicy details. Cool. Well, if you're just getting started, I have an acronym that you can remember, and yes. it's AMO. Uh, I, I know it's not spelled like ammo, like ammunition, but uh, <laughs> but think about bringing your ammo to to social advertising. It's you understand who your audience is and how to target them. The A audience. Um, M is the message. So it's what does your ad look like? What ad format are you using? What's the text you're using? And it's how you're communicating with them. Uh, and then O is by far the most important part. This is your offer. This is what you're asking someone to do. And we know that if you ask too much, like, hey, this is what we do. Click here to talk to sales. No one wants to click on that ad. It's There's nothing in it for them. They're not on there to get a sales pitch. So it doesn't get clicked. Um, if you go the opposite way, which is like, hey, no, no strings attached here. Just come and read our blog post. You're paying LinkedIn's high costs to get people to read your blog post, which yeah. isn't going to convert very high and uh, probably won't work very well. So your offer is all about what can we offer them that is meaty enough that will make them willing to, to identify themselves. Give us their first name, last name, email, um, mm. you know, company name or job title, you know, something like that. And if you have this awesome offer, let's say it's uh, a a free webinar or a cheat sheet or a checklist or a guide, you know, something cool like that, that people actually want, then the message, how your ad looks really isn't that big of a deal. The ad copy is, you know, truncating, condensing the value of this offer into a few sentences. That's like, by consuming this, you're going to learn X, Y, and Z. You're going to mm -hmm. be able to do now A and B. Um, the image, really all you need to do is make sure that the image stands out and LinkedIn is very blues, grays, and whites. Mm -hmm. So you want images that are uh, very orange, green, red, if you can. That makes sense. And, and then ad copy that really gets right to the point. It's you know, people on LinkedIn are busy. So if you can tell them immediately, like, here's the value for you. Here's the pain point we can solve. Um, don't have to get flowery like you do on Facebook with you know, an ultra long post. People won't read it. So get right to the point. I love that because I, I did a Facebook ad recently and I, I, I did that long post. You had to like think about it. What's the first captivating sentence? What do you have to do afterwards? But that makes so much sense to do something like a freebie where you capture their information so it's not the last you'll see of them or you're not getting their information like a blog post. So love that. Have a freebie. And just to repeat for the audience, it's ammo audience message offer. And I love, I feel like that makes it so much easier for people when they're thinking about like, okay, I don't need a super long message. I just need to get right to the point. Why should people care about this? 
um, I think, I think that's awesome. So one question that I do have for you. So I watched one of your uh, videos about LinkedIn and you talked about the pros and cons about LinkedIn. And I thought this was super interesting. So I wanted to ask if you could talk about that with my audience a little bit, because watching the pros and cons, I was surprised by some of them. And I did, one of them you mentioned was how costly LinkedIn ads are. And I haven't used LinkedIn ads in forever, ever since I was at my old company and I haven't touched it since because I've been just nervous. And I was honestly shocked at how costly they are, but that's just a little tidbit. But yeah, tell me about the pros and cons about it. Yeah. So, I mean, just to touch on cost, it is no secret that LinkedIn ads are expensive. On average, we're seeing people pay eight to $11 per click. And crazy. if you're used to Facebook, <laughs> I mean, B2B offers, I've seen people pay two to $3 pretty consistently, but B2C, I mean, you can still pay less than 60 cents a click uh, in a lot of cases. So certainly it's more expensive. What we're paying for though, we're, we're paying for this extreme targeting. Uh, we can target people by their job title, what department they're in, their level of seniority, um, individual skills on their, on their profile that they've claimed, uh, even specific groups by name that they they belong to, um, company name, company size, company industry, and that's probably only about a fifth of everything that is available. The, the targeting's just incredible. So what we know is because LinkedIn is charging so much upfront, it means we've got to have a larger payoff in the back end to get a return on our, our investment. So what I tell people is if you have a lifetime value that is 10,000, 15,000 or higher of closing a customer, then LinkedIn ads are a no-brainer because you'll probably end up paying one to $4,000 in ad costs to acquire a customer. And then if you make 10 or 15, there's still plenty of room to pay a sales rep, uh, pay an agency, pay ad costs, um, and you know, still have a nice return on your investment. Mm -hmm. And as you're talking, I'm, I'm thinking about the people who are on LinkedIn, especially if you are targeting decision makers, they are the ones with the big bucks, right? So even though you're spending so much, you're probably going to be getting a lot more out of it than on Facebook, I would think. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah and Facebook is uh, has such great targeting, but around B2B, it, it starts to fall a little bit flat. I mean, it has a field for job title, but hardly anyone uses it. Um, they have a company size uh, type of filter, but it, it's not very accurate. So it, when you're selling something that's high dollar, uh, you are going to generate a ton of cheap leads just to find out that none of them are, are like good enough. Um, so I love Facebook for retargeting, like send the right traffic from LinkedIn to your website and then use Facebook to stay in front of them until they're ready to, to like actually sign up for a demo. And I think that's the right way because Facebook's retargeting is incredible. Their lookalikes are incredible. So, you know, fantastic features all around. I just, I, I do wish that they got better at B2B targeting so mm -hmm. we can get a little bit of a discount from what LinkedIn's offering. Yeah, yeah. I could, I could see that because a company I used to be with was B2B and that was years ago and it pro things probably have changed by then, but we also realized Facebook B2B, it was so, so hard. But on that topic, are there any specific industries within the B2B space that you see do really, really well on LinkedIn? You know, it's interesting. Uh, as long as you have like a target 
audience in mind that we can define in terms of like their their role in company. Um, we haven't found any similarities between industries. It's like okay. if we target someone in the arts or nonprofit and they're worth a lot to the company, then they respond just as well as someone in uh, like SaaS software and tech. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. So I think it just comes down to like finding who the right person is and you show them something that they're interested in and everyone's going to be interested. You know, yeah. At the same rate. That makes sense. Do you get, so I have a question for your ads. Do you get very, very specific or general? So for example, um, I'm trying to think of a company example, but gosh, I can't think of one on top of my mind, but if you're like, do you target a group of people kind of general speaking, or do you hone in on a job title, like HR manager, and then be very, very specific to that. And then if like, say, like, do you get what I'm saying? I feel like I'm losing totally. my words right now. No, and I love where, where your question is because um, you can create these giant sprawling audiences that are like anyone marketing manager and above at large companies, uh, or you could get ultra specific and just do like marketing managers at mid-sized companies, marketing managers at large companies and kind of micro segment. Um, what we do is kind of a combination of the two. Okay we create these micro segments. So we're, we're being very specific about who we're targeting, but then we target a whole bunch of them. So okay. we, we might have one that's targeting mar marketing managers by, uh, by skill and seniority, one that's targeting them by their job title. Uh, one might be targeting higher seniorities, one's lower, one's larger company size, one's even enterprise. And when you combine all of these, uh, these audiences together, you're still hitting the same audience that you would hit with that big one. But now we get comparisons. Yeah. We find out like which type of targeting gives us the cheapest cost per click or the highest quality of lead. And we can start to turn knobs up and down and optimize based off of it. Mm -hmm. And then do you switch when you go like that specific, do you switch your ad copy or your offer or even your image? Uh, we do, but not immediately. Okay. Um, when we very first launch across all of these micro segments, we want the same two ads, the same AB test going to all of them. Mm. And what we'll find over time is like, wow, if we use this kind of motivation, uh, C-level people will, will interact, but this one we can get maybe individual contributors. You'll learn that over time and you can start to customize your message. But as of like right at the beginning, you just wanna see like what, uh, what uh, the things that I'm saying the motivations that I'm putting forth, who's interested and who's not, and who am I paying more for? Who am I paying less to get? Yeah, that makes sense. So recently, is there any certain ad that you guys did within your company that surprised you of how well it did? Like maybe surprised you of how people interacted with it to certain copy or offers? <laughs> yeah, this happens all the time. I mean, I, I speak in platitudes. I, I see a lot of data with these big accounts. And uh -huh. So I get to come up with these like, I can tell people the averages of cost per click and, and all that. Um, but what we find is every so often uh, we'll launch something that we just don't expect to be successful at all. And it really is, or vice versa. Something should be a just shooting fish in a barrel and uh, turns out to be a, a, a <laughs> total wash. Um, one that I'm thinking of specifically, we've got a, a client who does corporate gifting mm -hmm. and they, um, we thought, hey, you're going to, to like HR managers and you're telling them, hey, when you go to give gifts to your employees this Christmas, here's a really cool, easy way to do it where you're not loading hams into the back of your truck in the middle of the night. Um, and we, we found that, man, we're having a hard time 
getting people to actually click on that ad, no matter what we say, we're getting click-through rates that are significantly below average. But our saving grace here is that the people who are clicking are converting at a really high rate. So we're still getting a really good cost per conversion. It's just we're trying to figure out what is that like motivation we can tell them that they really like so that we can get them to click at a higher rate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So even though they're not maybe reaching that many people, people don't need to freak out yet. <laughs> they need to go through the whole process to see. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the big things I tell people with LinkedIn is don't go in just measuring your cost per form fill, your cost per conversion. Because if you do, you're going to look at Facebook and you're going to look at Google and say, those channels have a much lower cost per conversion. You know, we're going to drop LinkedIn. You have to look past that initial conversion. And uh, for the you know, not yet digitally savvy, what this means is every lead is going to go into a system uh, called a CRM. And if you are looking at your cost per every stage of the sales funnel, so cost per getting sales to sign off on it and say, yes, this is, this is someone we like, or a sales qualified lead, which is like they've hopped on the phone with sales and this really could be an opportunity. Uh, a cost per proposal, a cost per close deal. Um, if you are measuring those, LinkedIn is certainly more expensive, but the the lead quality is so much higher that by the time you get to that cost per conversation with a sales rep, uh, you're going to start looking generally really good on LinkedIn and Facebook's going to be looking really bad. So it's definitely worth as a marketer, like get comfortable with being technical and going deeper into the sales process and that's where you'll see LinkedIn's value. Okay. So before we kind of wrap up the LinkedIn, are there any final tips or tricks that you have for someone who has never done LinkedIn ads before, but they're really, they really want to try it because maybe they're in a B2B industry and they feel like it would be perfect for them. Yes. So uh, definitely take notes or just get ready to play the end of this episode back to yourself as you're doing this. Um, When you go in to create your first campaign on LinkedIn, there's going to be a few Uh, I'll say pitfalls that will naturally happen um, just because LinkedIn sets things up in a a poor way. Um, As you scroll down, you'll you'll choose your targeting. As you scroll down, you'll see a box that they've checked called Mm -hmm. audience expansion. And what this does is it gives them free license to stick anyone into your targeting that LinkedIn thinks is applicable. Uh, My argument is if you're paying eight to $11 a click and this is a test, Uh, you should be ultra specific about who you want included. So uncheck that box, uncheck audience expansion. And then when you get to the bottom of the page, you're going into the the bidding and budgeting. It's basically the economics of your campaign. Um, What I want you to do is uncheck the option that they have that's called automated bid because automated bidding is more expensive 90% of the time. Okay. Instead, choose your CPC option or cost per click. And what that's going to do is it's going to make sure that the only time you pay is when someone takes interest enough in your ad to click on it. Um, if you choose any other option, you'll you'll be paying for your ad to be shown with no guarantee that someone's even going to make it to see your offer or, or your mm, landing page. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then if you do choose CPC, LinkedIn will give you these ranges that's like, we recommend that you bid $18 a click or, uh, you know, the majority of your competitors are paying 20 to $28 a click. Just ignore them all together. Put the lowest number you can. And um, because 
if you aren't spending what you want, you can always go and increase that number. So the goal is bid the least, uh, put the spend the least amount of money per click while you're testing it out. And then you can always increase that later when you need, you know, a lot more scale. That is so good. And like immediately I'm thinking back of when I tried LinkedIn ads and I think I did like literally the opposite of everything that you were saying. No wonder it didn't work. <laughs> well, and, and this is something I face all the time because, you know, coming from the world of Facebook ads, uh, if you go down and just choose all of Facebook's defaults, you're not getting fired. Like you're not going to make a giant mistake. Facebook is a pretty generous type of platform. But if you go and take LinkedIn's, you know, here's the defaults all the way down, you're probably going to pay three times more per click than you should. Wow. And, and what that translates to is your budget doesn't stretch as far. You didn't get as much for it. And chances are you're going to say, ah, LinkedIn ads doesn't work for us and you're going to quit. Um, yeah. Whereas it could be the best leads that, that, you know, of any channel that, that you have and, you just didn't give it a chance because LinkedIn charged you too much. It's yeah, dumb. yeah. Because I remember when we, I'm like, I'm trying to remember back, and I remember I probably clicked audience expansion because it's like, oh yeah, they probably you know might know a little bit better of how this works because I have no idea. And I remember doing this a uh, cost per click and then unchecking it because I remember seeing the amounts. I think it was the competitors were spending. And I was like, what? <laughs> But I love that you say start lowest and we can always go back and change it. So you don't have to freak out. I think that that was short and sweet, but so beneficial for people to know. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely guard yourself because, you know, it's one of those platforms. It's expensive. So every mistake can, can get pretty expensive. Um, uh, not a sales pitch at all. Uh, whether this is whether you work with us or someone else who knows LinkedIn ads, but I would just say if you are going to give it a shot, uh, work with someone who knows the platform has already spent lots of money making mistakes. And so now they know how to skip the mistakes for you. Yes. Um, generally goes a lot better. Yes. But how can people work with you in 2020 if they did want to, where they can, where can they connect with you? Cool. So if you go to our website, b2linked.com, if you fill out the form on any of the pages, you won't go to a sales rep and you won't be put on our newsletter. Uh, this is just like it goes directly to my inbox and I'm not a sales guy. So feel free to reach out, ask any question you want. I'm super happy to help. Awesome. I'm going to include that in our podcast bio. And I love how you're like, doesn't go to sales rep, doesn't go to our newsletter. I feel like people's anxiety just goes down when they hear that. <laughs> Good. Cause man, I hate talking to sales reps myself. So I, I, I want to make sure people know that, you know, I, I'm not there to sell them. I'm there to provide value. And if we can work together, fantastic. I love it. I'm not going to lie. I might steal that line because ours goes directly to me and I might be like on podcast goes directly to me. No sales rep, no newsletter. <laughs> yes. And if it works, let me know because I'm, I'm happy to cheer, cheer with you. <laughs> Will do. And then aside from your website, where can people connect with you online? Uh, you can follow me on LinkedIn if you just searched for AJ Wilcox on LinkedIn. Um, I, I share pretty much all my good stuff there first. And, uh, and of course, I brand new podcast. There's only about 21 episodes. Um, just look in your podcast player right now and search for the LinkedIn ads show. If you want to go ultra deep into LinkedIn ads, uh, every episode that takes me about four hours of research to build. Wow. So it's, it's solid. I think you'll get a lot out of it. Wow. Yes. Four hours. That's definitely, guys, need to check that out. We'll link that in the show notes as well. But thank you so much for joining me today for this episode. I loved it. I think there was so much value in it. And I wrote, even wrote down some notes for myself to kind of go back and play around with it. I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play around with it and see. <laughs> 
Awesome, Maria. Well, thanks so much for having me on. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Hopefully this is really valuable to you. If you've enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and leave us a review with your main takeaways from this episode. But thanks again for joining me today and I will catch you next time on the Marketing Mindset Podcast.